Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you know us, we're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans of the play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. We mostly cover the NHL, but we'll also discuss other happenings around the hockey world, so be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and especially Twitter to let us know what you think. Also, be sure to comment and share any hockey news, highlights, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, Sebastian... This podcast is going to be all about the Mustangs weekend series, four games against the Northern Colorado Eagles. Yeah, I mean, I call that a pretty busy weekend, four games. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think uh, Friday's game was at 9 p.m. local mountain time, and all my times I'll talk about our local mountain time. I think Saturday's game was 3.30, Valentine's Day game was at noon, and today's game was at 9 a.m., uh, and this is President's Day for anyone listening. President's Day 2021 in the United States. That said, let's break into this. This It was an entertaining, super entertaining uh, series of games here. And we're going to step into Friday night's game. And it was Troja and Net versus Ulrich Roussel. Our guy Troja, the 21-year-old Croatian, and Roussel being the 18-year-old out of Montremblant, Quebec. So breaking into the first period, Cole Orman picks up the scraps. The 19-year-old Ogden kid makes it one nothing. Yeah, I mean, that was just a nice, that was a beauty two-on-one move, uh, you know, nice follow-up. It was, say, you know, follow-up the rebounds, that's what he did, popped in the net. Um, the only question I have about this goal is, what's the defense doing? The two of them are standing behind the net while, you know, the Ogden player is putting that in the back of the net. Van Orman absolutely taking advantage of that scenario there, but yeah, that's something that the Northern Colorado could look at in, in the game tape afterwards. But we move forward, Noko fails to make the clear, and the 19-year-old Waconia Wizard Jack Jones dances in and makes it two to nothing. Yeah, I think the Ogden coaches are going to be happy with this goal, right? It's just that, you know, so much pressure in the ozone, they're keeping the puck in, they're keeping the puck in, and then, you know, Jack Jones puts it in. And, I mean, for Ogden, I think it's the year of the Jones. Yeah, that was a fun goal to watch. It was a really good there by Ogden keeping that puck in because I think Jones and I didn't identify what other player it was at the time, but I think a couple of them jumped up to get that puck, and then uh, it was passed off to Jones, and Jones just danced in and, and buried it. So really pretty goal. Uh, that was it for the first. Moving into the second, uh, Troja makes two saves uh, in close, but then Brendan McFarland, the 20-year-old out of Greeley, Colorado, wraps around the net and puts it past Troja. Yeah, and this was just a bit of a breakdown in the D zone for Ogden. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure defensively they're going to want that one back, but uh... – you know, not much you can do when, you know, wrap around and go, you know, Troja, Troja tried his best, but, uh, you know, it, it is sometimes you just can't stop him. No, and then Troja's dramatic flop after, <laughs> after he wrapped around was, you know, you make that first leg save, that second one, the guy pulls around and you just can't get back there in time. So I've, I've definitely done that dramatic flop where you're like, come on. You know, it's like, I, I did what I could. And actually that was it for the second period. You move into the third and Noko skates in on a really nice pass by Bale Freifogel. Bailey Freifogel. I'm sorry if I butchered your name there, buddy. Uh, but anyway, he's a 19-year-old out of Chatham, Ontario, and he squeaks it past Troja to tie the game up. Yeah, I mean, this was just a beauty, like I said, a beauty pass that led to a beauty zone entry. And, uh, you know, it just leads up to a great goal. Yeah, it was a really pretty goal, really pretty play. It squeaked past Troja, but it was one of those kind of gettable saves. But it doesn't take away from really the great play there by Northern Colorado. Uh, just over a minute later, Noko takes advantage of a broken clearing play. And Campbell, the 20-year-old out of Bulverd, Texas, intercepts the puck and just buries it, giving Noko a 3-2 to lead. 
Yeah, and I think this was just a bad turnover that uh, Ogden's going to want back, and it leads to a goal, which I honestly think Troja's going to walk back, want back as well, because it kind of went through his body. Yeah, and then uh, there was a lot of pressure by Ogden to finish this game off. Our result stood tall, and that was it. Uh, the game ended three to two. Super entertaining game. Congratulations to Northern Colorado on the victory there. Uh, you know that allowed them at the time to get a couple points on Ogden. Troja stopped twenty nine of thirty two, and Roussel stopped thirty four of thirty six. So really good game by both teams there. Super fun game to watch on Friday night. Real quickly, we're not going to go too deep into Saturdays and Sundays games, but I'm going to just quickly discuss how those games unfolded. But there won't there won't be a goal analysis for these games because there's 21 goals scored between these two games. So I will say both these games were super close in the first and second period. Uh, the third period is where in both of these games, Ogden runs away with the with the victory. But it was Troja versus Riley Tucker in net for Northern Colorado. So Troja again in net. And a 20-year-old Riley Tucker out of Millerville, Alberta, is in net for Northern Colorado. Mm-hmm. In the first period, Noco scored the first two goals, both shorthanded. And uh, it was by Brendan McFarland and Quinn O'Reilly. Uh, Quinn O'Reilly being an 18-year-old of Wichita, Kansas. Ogden responds with two goals by Giovanni Urcello, the 17-year-old of Boise, Idaho. And we quickly tied the game back up. And that was it for the first. Moving into the second, Case uh, Cantius, I believe is how it's pronounced, Case Cantius. Uh, the 21-year-old out of Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, puts NoCo back up 3-2 to two, and then begins the Ogden Rampage, <laughs> as I will call it, uh, with a pair of goals by Kate Herrera, the 18-year-old American, and then Giovanni Ursello with the hat-trick goal. And at the end of the second, it's 5-3 to three. again. Not terrible for end of a second period. Moving into the third, Andre Shmakov, the 19-year-old out of Moscow, Russia, and the 19-year-old Daniel Falzer, my fellow Western New Yorker, bury a couple more goals, and now it's 7-3. Roussel comes in relief for Tucker at this point, and then Jeremy Jr. Landers, or J.J. Landers, is the 20-year-old out of Memphis, Tennessee, gets Northern Colorado back on the board with the, the fourth goal, but that's where it ends just about seven minutes into the third. At the end of the day, Tucker stopped 30 of 37. Roussel came in relief and stopped 3 of 3. And Troja stopped 30 of 34. Valentine's Day, the net for the Ogden Mustangs was Ryan Knight, the 18-year-old out of San Jose, California. And again, in net for the Northern Colorado Eagles is Roussel. Again, close game for the first two periods. The first period, just seconds. I think it was 10 seconds into the game. Nicholas Sampson, the 19-year-old out of, you're going to have to pronounce his name out of Quebec for me, man. Longuile? Longuile? Okay. There we go. I'm not going to pronounce that. I'm going to call it an 18-year-old uh, kid out of Quebec. <laughs> Puts Noko on the board and makes it one nothing. And that really was it for the first. The second period, Jake Muir, the 18-year-old out of Fremont, California, and Seth Jones, the 19-year-old out of Boise, Idaho, put Ogden on the board for a couple goals, 2-1, to one, before Noko strikes back to tie the game on a goal from Brennan McFarland. And that was it for the second. Nice tie game. Third period, Arthur Aloyan, the 20-year-old Russian, and Lucas Vashko, the 19-year-old Lithuanian-American, put Ogden back up by two goals before Noko pulls back with one on a goal by Brian Lochner, the 20-year-old out of Windsor, Colorado. And so it's 4-3. to three. Uh, And that's about as close as the game would get at that point as Ogden buries a few more goals. Kate Herrera, Andre Shmakov, and the 19-year-old out of Murray, Utah, Bryce Miller, make it 7-3. to three. And that's where the game ended with those goals. Knight stopped 35 of 38, so really great performance there by Ryan Knight. And Roussel stopped 20 of 34. Moving into Monday's game, the next game we actually want to discuss here and analyze. This was a showdown between Titan Anderson and, again, Oleg Roussel. Titan Anderson being the local uh, 
kid here in Utah. And again, Arcusel, third game he started in the series. So we'll talk about the first period. Noko opens up the scoring uh, with just about two minutes left in the first. A goal off the draw for his first goal of the season. Noah Braun, congratulations. The 19-year-old D-man out of Calgary, Alberta. Yeah, and, and I keep saying it, uh, and I'll keep saying it. You know, put pucks to the net, get paid, and that's exactly what he did. You know, A little bit of traffic off a draw. Put it on net. It didn't have to be a great shot. Just had enough of a screen and ends up in the back of the net. It was a really, it was a good play that led to a good goal. And that was it for the first period. Did you have any other notes on the first? No, to me, it was just that. It's just, you know, a good play by the defenseman, you know, reading the screen and putting pucks on net and, uh, you know, well-deserved first goal. Yeah, and I will say, looking at these uh, two goaltenders, and, you know, I will say for the other goaltenders, I, I think I'm impressed with Titan Anderson's leg movements. I think he does pretty well there with uh, how he moves across the net, especially with how sometimes the, the play shifts so quickly. Me as a goalie, I'm analyzing the other goalie's movements. Roussel is just all-star goalie with his leg movements. He's I'm impressed with this kid a lot. Really, again, impressed with a couple times I saw in this game where Anderson had to quickly shift back. Uh, that was it for the first. In the second period, Noko goes up by two on a power play goal by Colt Corpse on what I call a questionable goal. To me, this looked like goalie interference. I, zo- I, st- I tried to slow it down a a couple times, but it looked like the guy in front of the net may have made contact with Titan Anderson. And I think that resulted in the goal. Did you take a closer look at this? Yeah. So I took a look at it and I said, you know, with my hockey TV, there's only limited things you can do for zooming in and really slowing things down. But uh, I took two or three looks at it. And to me, and I mean, I could be completely be wrong. And if I am wrong, someone please correct me. It looks like the uh, forward for Noko was outside the blue paint. I do kind of see maybe where a little bit of contact was made when the goalie pushed up to the top of the crease. To me, as a player, I mean, obviously, as you as a goalie, you're going to see this differently as I see. To me, as a player, if I'm not standing <laughs> in your blue paint and we make contact, get the heck off my ice surface, basically, is how I'm saying it. Um, and, and to me, I, I think, yes, there may have been a bit of bumping, but I think the ref made the right call because I don't think it happened in the crease. I don't think he came across the crease with the bump. I think it happened at the top of the crease where the goalie tried to make the push out to make the save. And to me, that's incidental contact. And to me, it's a good goal as much as you don't, you know, if I was the coach on, you know, for Ogden here, I'd obviously be a little upset as well. I'd, I'd want it. You always want that call. But for the, the ref, I think he made the right call here. Yeah, I mean, I, I tried to zoom in on it a couple times and look at it, and it looked like the, the skate didn't interfere with the pad. And me as a goalie, as long as I'm in the blue paint, and it, a part of me is in the blue paint. Of course, obviously, I'm not talking like stretching way out, but I think he's still within his realm of his world. And you've got to be aware of that as a player that you really don't want to make contact with the goalie. Uh, but again, I like you said, I can't really see if there were officially was contact with with Anderson's response after the goal. I was like, OK, yeah, that was definitely goal interference. Uh, and I zoomed it up and I would still stand on the fact that I think it was goalie interference. Um, I think having the opposite angle, like made from the other side of the rink, would have been a lot help. easier to see what happened exactly. I mean, standing where the ref was standing, I think would have obviously been the best place. And doesn't mean he made the right call. I mean, if. He came across and made the contact in the blue paint with the skate and the pad. 100%. That's a goalie interference all day long. But like you said, you know, we're not we're not really able to see the angle that we need to see to make that call. I'm hoping the ref made the right call in this one. But if if again if this this happened outside the blue paint for me, I've always kind of been like, well, you know, you're, you're just screwing the goalie. You made contact, but if this happened inside the blue paint, I'm gonna have to agree where it would be no goal. Right. Yeah. And so regardless, it counted for Noko. And they go up 2-0. We just keep moving on through the game. Uh, a couple minutes later, Ogden strikes back as Arthur Aloyan comes in on a 2-on-1 
fakes the pass and goes high glove side. Yeah, and I mean, he just catches, you know, Noko's D sleep, and I'm not sure where they were on this play. I rewatched it a few times to figure out what was going on. Uh, he walks in, makes a nice little beauty fake pass, and just rips it. Uh, beauty shot. Yeah, it was a really beauty shot, because I really thought he was going to pass it. And I looked, and I'm like, oh, nope, he, he put it right past, right over the glove. But great goal there by the Russian. All right, and then Noko goes back up to, again, on a really pretty breakout and what I call a great breakout play and a great passing play with uh, Kanchis again putting one past Anderson to make it three to one, just a little over halfway through the second period. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like you said, you know, it was a beauty pass that led to an even prettier passing play. Uh, at the end of the day, I think Ogden's got to stay out of the box and, you know, they avoid that. But again, I mean, when you're making plays like that, it's hard to stop. Yeah, that was. I just thought it was a great breakout, great passing play, uh, good goal, but there by Noko. Uh, and then with just a little over one minute remaining in a second, Jake Mir, the Fremont kid, takes a pass from Washko and Ogden pulls within one. Yeah, and again, this is where I, I looked at it a couple times, and Noko just looked lost in their D zone. They don't, I don't know if they're lazy, tired, or what's going on, but whatever it is, uh, Ogden capitalized on it. Yeah, they did. And that's that was it for the second period. Moving to the third, just a few minutes into the third, Ogden breaks out on its own beautiful passing play. And Michael Heller, the 20-year-old out of Mooresville, Pennsylvania, ties it at three. And I think this is his first goal, the commentator said, in 16 games. Yeah, and again, um, this is just a beauty passing play. Um, but again, we have to say this, if I'm Noko's goalie, I'm having a chat, or the coaches, I'm having a chat with the D again. It just looked like they were very weak in their D zone. And I mean, Ogden's proved that they're a team that can score a lot of goals. You can't play them like that in your D zone. No, Ogden's a high powered offense and I think they're, they're pretty well structured and it's a tie game and Ogden forces the point right there. And here we go. And then we move into overtime, just a little over two minutes into three on three overtime on a beautiful feed by Nicholas Sampson. Case Cantus again does it and buries it and Noko wins in overtime. Yeah, and this was just a, a beauty pass and shoot play in overtime. I mean, Troja really couldn't do very much. You know, the, the Noko player hold, held on to it just long enough to make a nice little pass and you know, just buries it. Um, I mean, there's not much you can do when that happens to you. No, no, you, you, you meant Anderson there. Uh, yeah, but, sorry. But yeah, it's, it was not much you could do as a goalie there. He That was just a just a really nice play there by Northern Colorado to take advantage of the the two-in-one breakaway. And yeah, that's it. Uh, Titan Anderson, at the end of the day, stopped 35 of 39, and Roussel stopped 24 of 27. And I will say I love the goalie love. And if, if it was negative, correct me, but it just looked like typical goalie love at the end of the game as Titan Anderson just got beat on that beautiful play. The goalie on the bench for Northern Colorado, Riley Tucker, comes over and just gives a little gives a little love to Anderson. You know, you like seeing that. I, I, every goalie knows that feeling of just <laughs> losing in overtime. It's a heartbreaker, and I, I love the goalie love there from Tucker to Anderson at the end of the game. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's it, again, it wasn't his fault, right? It was just a great play, and I think at the same time, right, it's just you're you're respecting him for a great game that he played, which he really did. And it's just kind of, you know, at the end of the day, like we, we've talked in the past, right? At the end of the day, hockey is family, and uh, it's all one big family. And they, you know, no matter how much you say you might quote unquote hit somebody, at the end of the day, you respect them for what they do. Yeah, and uh, that's what I really do like about this Mountain Division. I've really gotten to become familiar with not only the Mustangs, because I only live ten minutes away from the arena, but I've gotten really familiar with the teams that they compete often against, including Provo and Utah and Northern Colorado and Pueblo. 
uh, this season based off the fact that they're pretty limited on what teams they can play due to COVID. And I just think that uh, it's a really fun division to watch. Every single one of these teams are super talented. They got some standout players. It's, it's been a blast to watch this uh, wrap up as February will end the regular season. I don't know if there's a couple games that stretch into March for certain teams. I, so, Ogden wraps up its season on on the 28th. Yeah, yeah, and the, the, I got tickets to both the 27th and 28th games, but uh, yeah, and I think the playoffs start early March, but I don't know if there's a couple straggler games in early March for some of these division teams and how that's structured moving forward this season, because I'm not sure who we end up playing. It's going to be interesting. I think it's just going to be interesting to see Ogden move forward, because I don't know where they rank right now in the country. Last time I checked, they were fifth. At the end of the day, Colorado gained a point on Ogden in four games, so Ogden did well to hold off and get a bunch of points here but colorado at the end of the day still comes away with one extra point out of this four game matchup yeah and ogden's got a five game series here coming up and i think that you know as much as yeah we're wrapping into the playoffs and they're in a good spot i think ogden's going to want to you know, put in as many points as they can you know secure home ice and uh you know go into the playoffs and uh be ready to roll yeah, and I'm looking forward to uh, the final games of the regular season here. But they will—they do have about five games left in the season. They're going to be playing the Utah Outliers in Utah on the 18th and the 19th of February. And then they're home for a game. It looks like now on the 21st. Uh, I got tickets to the 27th and 28th, but there was uh, this has to be for me at Unless I just read everything wrong at some point, this to me looks like a schedule change at some point that there's a game on the 21st Sunday. I'm going to try to get tickets to that game. But they got five games against Utah to finish off this uh, season, and I'm excited because those are always intense games as well with pretty much our closest rival at the moment. Um, as you know, say, the season's wrapping up, and obviously we're still going to cover Ogden come playoff time, and I'm excited for playoff time. But, you know, you got to give them a big congrats on, you know, I know there's still five games left, but no matter – how those five games go they had a great season you know they they played out their season which is great because you know a lot of places don't get that opportunity and i think the boys are making a, a, a great you know they're, they're making they're making um best what they have with their chances and you know congrats to the boys and the coaching staff and i'm um, looking forward to the playoffs here yeah i'm really excited for the playoffs i'm excited to see what happens i'm excited for the final five games of the season i'm excited to go on the site after we record this podcast and figure out how to get tickets for the game on the 21st because i'm convinced that is a new schedule change and yeah i'm, I'm excited for what this team does going forward and i'm excited to see uh you were just mentioning and we'll let the listeners hear out as we wrap up this podcast that uh, your league, the EOJHL, is going to be restarting after the very long lockdown in Ontario. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, here in Ontario today, it's uh, family day. Uh, so obviously we had nothing planned, but uh, tomorrow the lockdown ends and we're back on the ice for practice. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, we don't we don't have a game schedule as yet per se. But that being said, I think just for, you know, the mental health of the kids and the coaches and really just for the league, it's going to be great to just get back on the ice and, and be together again. And uh, hopefully, you know, the next podcast will have uh, some updates about uh, when our games will be and, you know, how people can watch on the uh, my hockey TV. And uh, I'll be, I'm, I'm excited to be able to break down, you know, our games and uh, hopefully, you know, be able to talk about, you know, certain situations and what happened and, you know, really break, get into some hopefully exciting games. Yeah, I'm excited to finally see the EOJHL start back up. If I recall, it was early December that it kind of stopped. And it was, I, I think the last game I saw was between Carlton Place and Armprior. And so, yeah, I'm excited to uh, see some more hockey 
happening up there in Canada. And I'm, I'm sure the boys and girls up there are very excited to get back on the ice. Oh, and I can tell you there, there, there will be a change. I don't before, um, like you said, we were playing arm prior and it was only arm prior, um, due to, uh, you know, COVID and it was the best way to just to make sure our guys still got to play, uh, moving forward, there will be some team changes. So we'll be playing more than one team, which will, will be fun. And, uh, I'm actually excited to, uh, watch arm prior play as well. Cause you know, I've only seen them as a playing against them and we have guest Matt who comes on here often. I, I really respect Matt. I like Matt and I'm, I'm uh, excited to cheer on for his team once they're not playing against us. Cause you know, as soon as they step on the ice <laughs> against us, I gotta, I gotta, for the, for the 60 minutes, gotta show no love until it's over. Right. Absolutely. But uh, no, we're excited for some uh, EOJHL hockey coming up here. We're definitely excited to see some USPHL premiere, regular season wrap up and some playoffs. And we're excited to see all the other leagues up there in Canada open up and hopefully other leagues in North America and elsewhere that are temporarily closed. Uh, Hopefully start back up. And yeah, if you want us to watch one of your games, if you're playing in a game or you're coaching a game or your kid is playing in a game and it's it's a game we can get access to, whether that's on ESPN Plus or My Hockey Team. TV or or whatever other sources I have. Uh, let us know. You know, we'd love to watch those games. We'd like to, you know, discuss those games. So let us know if you want us to see uh, one of your games. We're excited to watch as, as much hockey as possible on this channel. We love yeah, you. We love you, deep diving. You read my mind. I was just literally just thinking that. I know if anyone, any of your listeners out there, you know, are saying, you know, like my team or my friend's team or whatever, if you know there's some exciting hockey going on, let us know because, I mean, we love talking hockey, as you can tell. And, you know, the, the more exciting games we can talk about, the more exposure we can get, the the more we can hopefully, you know, not only grow this channel, but grow whatever league you're you're trying to get us to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, whether you're playing in the, you know, if you're, if you're playing in Minot for the Minotaurs or you're playing in Fresno for the Monsters, or you're playing up in the BCHL, or you're playing up in the, in the, the MHL for Fredericton, let us know. We're very interested in watching your games and analyzing those games. We just we like to find a purpose. We have a purpose with the Mustangs. We have a purpose with the other teams in the Mountain Division here in the USPHL. We have a purpose for teams in the EOJHL. And beyond that, if I'm catching a Wisconsin women's game or if I'm catching, you know, the the Fargo Force taking on, you know, the Lumberjacks or whatever it is, I'm watching those games. And if if there's a reason to watch that game even more, because even if you just cover the team for a local paper or you just cover the team for your own fun Twitter account, let us know. We're happy to watch those games. And yeah, so we'll wrap that up here. Uh, thanks for listening in again. This is uh, Christian Sebastian of Pigeonhole Hockey. Have a great day. And we'll catch you next time.